Welcome to Sammy and Scooby Watch Movies, the podcast where we break down what movies have to say about real life issues. I'm Sam Broadnex, and along with my co-host, Jake Scoobish, we're going to continue looking at movies about income inequality here in Season 1. We'll look at dramas and comedies, old and new films, and try to answer how these movies address income inequality differently, and what these stories say about how we all think about this issue. So today, we're talking about The Big Short. Michael, how are you? I found something really interesting. The whole housing market is propped up on these bad loans. They will fail. The housing market is rock solid. It's a time bomb. So Mike Burry, who gets his hair cut at Supercuts and doesn't wear shoes, knows more than Alan Greenspan. Dr. Mike Burry, yes he does. You know what? I'm pissed off. American people are getting screwed by the big banks. And I am getting madder and madder. It's unbelievable. Then this guy walks into my office and says, There's some shady stuff going down. For me, this was a pretty frustrating experience, even though the movie's amazing and the cast is fantastic. Watching this was a little painful. And I, I think it was hard for me to really, like, aside from the glitz and glam, get a lot out of this movie and it was hard for me to kind of gather what they were really what statement they were making throughout the film and even at the end and i don't know if you felt this but i was really confused and emotionally confused also uh, i just wanted to, you know how did you feel about this jake were you confused were you able to gather anything out of this any meaning any big ideas so i also just want to start off by saying i fucking love this movie this movie is so good this movie is, <laughs> it just it gets better every time i think about it but to your point about like what like what do we do with this movie like what do we get from it I think I th- I think the movie's tendency to not try to lean into that and not have something to say is kind of what makes it great for me I think a lot of movies about something like this about some kind of like moral failure they could go down the path of we can do better or we will do better in the future and this is how we fix it in the future or they could also get on go down the path of like humans are awful we're all screwed, we're, we're, we're either like stupid or corrupt. And I don't think this movie is really either of those. I think it's more along the lines of, like, this is what happened, and if we don't change institutions on a big scale, it's just going to keep happening, and you can do with that information whatever you want. Mm, okay. I like that perspective. I, I have been caught in the mold that watched a lot of like movies that have resolved nicely for me. And I don't know if that's because I feel like I need that <laughs> right now, like Disney movies and whatnot. And so I think I was sitting in this mold, and I still feel this way of like, at the end I wanted something, some some, and it didn't have to be part of like the ending sequence, but some sort of description about, or even dialogue with the characters about what could have been done differently and what should be done differently in the future. But at the same time, nothing about the movie was bad itself. The movie, I think, I agree, is one of my favorite movies I have ever seen. It's there's not one that movie is incredible and i think that's part of what makes it so incredible is how frustrated like from the start to the end pretty much i just was like angry which is pretty impressive yeah i think steve carell's character in the movie i think mark Baum, who's this financial analyst who is basically making money off of the housing crash of 2008 he's kind of like our direct avatar for that anger yeah, it's, it's pretty transparent. He just, like, he gets mad at things that, like, an actual 
financial analyst probably would have already known, but just like for the audience's sake, he's, mm-hmm. and he's kind of that for us. Yeah, totally agree. It's like a, a world of characters that are all existing in this space where everything is so normal that it would be hard to just like have everybody act that way because most people just can't can't even fathom what that life is like or thinking what that thinking level you know handling that much money and like being in that kind of position is like so it's nice to have him and it's also nice to see smug wall street bankers get uh berated by steve carell it's it's kind of an interesting approach the movie takes with explaining everything to us very directly whether it's like the dialogue that's like like ryan gosling explaining credit ratings to steve carell is obviously more for us than it is for steve carell but then they even go more direct with with that like the uh the selena gomez cutaway or the anthony bourdain cutaway yes or the margot robbie in the bathtub yeah and so i wanted to get your take on on that approach and whether you thought it was condescending or helpful or somewhere in between i thought that was amazing i I was thinking it was pretty impressive to me how they made something so complex so simple and something so awful so humorous and feel so lighthearted. and i thought that was incredible i I didn't think i didn't think it was condescending at all i felt like there's probably no better way in a movie to especially something that's supposed to feel like a retelling um to make it not feel like too much like a documentary or like the pace is slowing because part of what made the movie is that every moment felt really urgent while watching it. And, like, those scenes didn't take anything away from that. It was, like, almost like a relief to be like, okay, uh. it's, it was like a break. It was almost like an intermission. I was, like, sweating. And then when those scenes came out, I was like, okay, now I can, like, this is something I can digest. But it was, like, the most complex part about the film. But it was the less, the least strenuous portion. Yeah, I think, one, they're definitely entertaining. They're, they're very entertaining. They're really, yes. cle- they're really clever. They're a lot of fun. Yeah, Anthony Bourdain also. I just want that was sweet, sweet scene. Ugh, that yeah. was nice. Yeah, and they are informative. Like I was just watching the Bourdain one, and it's very clear. Like the analogy is is like you understand it right away. And then yeah, I think it, it, they kind of they do gel with the idea of the movie because I think Ryan Gosling before they do the Margot Robbie cutaway, they're like these terms sound confusing it's it's because wall street wants you to think that only they can do what they do and it's yes. like it's not like they're talking down to the audience it's like we're in this together but fuck wall street exactly yeah and kind of going along the lines of what you were saying like presenting mark Baum as like a main character and having him kind of guide the audience through they do a good job of setting that up and like getting rid of any kind of like hierarchy and pompousness of wall street it's like built into the structure of the film yeah so yeah i thought it was great which one was your favorite one? Oh, scene? Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah, scene, the cutaway scenes, and just overall. Okay, special special shouts out and respect to Anthony Bourdain, the legend, the master. But probably the scene with um, Selena Gomez and the father of, what is that, behavioral economics or psych- something like that? I thought that scene was really interesting. Like, the way, I don't know, that... Kind of like we were talking about before, like all the really complicated terms, and that was something that half those, you know, like half of them ended up even sounding the same, but they were able to come up with so many unique examples, and I just thought it was set up really well with the whole gambling scene, and just having like two random, completely random people, like here's a cutaway of this really, this professor in Selena Gomez, and it was like, okay, cool, and then all of a sudden Selena Gomez is perfectly explaining some 
complex business term and it all makes sense yeah. yeah i think that's my favorite of the cutaway scenes too i think that one's really fun my over, over overall scenes i don't know if i can pick out one because the movie just kind of has this pace where it just keeps going and going and going i think bale is probably my favorite character in this movie as michael burry and i think everything he's doing is just incredible and i think if steve carell is like that the one that like represents our anger then michael burry is the one who's the one who represents that feeling of just like this bad thing that's gonna happen is inevitable yeah i completely agree was there any like any portions of his like character any moments that he had like really stick out to you through the film? The movie hits a pretty interesting point when the signs of the crash really start to happen. And he's not like worried about the housing market or anything or sad or angry. He's just kind of impatient with the people that they're not admitting that they fucked everything up yet. Yeah. Kind of like along what you were saying, where he was I guess really getting along, like looking at beyond there was a there's a line earlier in the film where they talk about the difference between being fraudulent and stupid. And I think at first when I heard that, I was like, oh, is there a need to make a distinction? Because, like, the results of what they're doing are really messed up. But there definitely is. Like, the intention of hurting and harming folks and that, to them, is the same, which is pretty messed up, but there's, like, no distinction there. And that kind of goes along the lines of, like, what Christian Bale was saying. It's a... I like that part of the movie that when you talk to any of the individual players, like like when they go to the uh, the woman at the credit rating agency, for example, she's like, yeah. everyone will pass the buck to someone else because they're like, it's not fraud if I can, I can pass this off on someone else. But in the end, it is stupid because everyone's screwing themselves. Absolutely. And I really, another painful portion that's like the final culmination of that is at the, there's a, like this debate kind of happening and one of the lines someone says is that no company, the only big bank that's ever failed was because they did something illegal. And then I'm sitting there like, okay, what is illegal? Because obviously there's tons of legal stuff happening now and it's not legal. So they can just say, oh, these banks fail. Like when some, they can just wait, you know, and label something with this illegality or legality, illegality. It's kind of subjective. When something bad happens, then you can say, oh, this bank only failed because it was illegal and then all these banks that are doing illegal things you know they're not caught so there's it it just is also it's frustrating yeah i think during during that debate uh mark Baum says we live in an era of fraud in america Um, and he has that whole speech and not not to go the obvious direction but i i think this movie came out in 2015 and i think from 2016 on that's probably been more true. So. <laughs> it's hard not to go in that direction. Yeah. <laughs> not to take unnecessary shots at the, you know, elephant in the White House. Yeah. But everything, all these doomsday political movies seem so relevant now. Yeah, I. That's that is that's one of my favorite things about this movie as well. Uh, I think I'm just gonna keep saying that. That's one of my favorite things about this movie. Um, everything. <laughs> is, um, the part where the two guys who are kind of running that they're like their own kind of hedge fund except they don't really have much backing at all and they're working with brad pitt one of them has that line where he's like people hate to think about bad things happening so they always underestimate their likelihood and i really i love that part about this movie where it's like we don't want to believe it'll happen so we just ignore it but it's gonna happen and i also i think about this movie in, in terms of 
I kind of think this movie is the scariest movie I've ever seen about climate change because of that line. And then at the very end when it says Michael Burry is only investing in one commodity now, water. Yep. Fitting to that we were just talking about, you know, what like is important for us in our voting in the upcoming years. And that's even more horrifying, the fact that like there really hasn't, I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio's documentary and then I guess that Jake Gyllenhaal movie with the wild weather. There really hasn't been a movie that's like, or a lot of commentary on climate change with the urgency that it demands. Yeah. And this movie obviously isn't about climate change, but I think it hits that idea really well that like, if there's something so monumental that could be bad, we just, we won't think about it. Yep. Yep. Definitely. And like, it seems the issue with our government right now, it's hard not to think about that, especially with the election coming up. But that was something I wanted to ask you about was how they portray Wall Street workers. It's because it's really interesting they have, like, their main characters who are kind of very anti a lot of the things that are going on. But the way they portray a lot of people in Wall Street is really interesting throughout the entire movie, I think. Especially, like, towards the end. Um, I don't know. I just wanted to – how do you feel about their portrayal of the people in Wall Street and business folk in general? I don't, I don't know if there's any particular examples you're thinking of. I think, in general, they're kind of cartoonish a little bit and – pretty transparently evil um i think of that scene where mark Baum is getting um dinner with that guy and he's just like gloating about how he's destroying the american economy um, he's like a dc villain Jeez. yeah yeah so i think they're somewhat one note but they kind of serve a purpose for the movie what did, yeah. what did you think about it i think i totally agree with that there were like two scenes that stuck with me one was that when we went down to florida we're talking to some real, like, I don't know, people who give out loans. I'm not too sure what they're, I don't even know if they knew what they were doing, really, but they just seemed very fratty, um, and, like, a lot of people in their positions were just caring about the amount of money that they sold, regardless of the outcome on the people they served. Um, and then when they went to some, con- they went to this convention in Vegas to, like, make sure, do you remember this scene? They're, they they want to, like, there's, they're struggling right now because it doesn't look like the bonds that they shorted are actually going to make the money. And so they go down to Las Vegas to see, like, if it's really worth it um, to not sell and to, like, really go through with this to meet the people and, like, see what's actually happening. And they go down there and, like, everybody, there's a line where they say it looks like a, a bunch of old white men who don't know how to play golf. And they go to, there's, like, a scene later with two of the people that you talked about before from Colorado. We're at a shooting range and it's just people shooting. They're trying to talk business to him. And he's like, oh, I don't want to talk about business. That's not why I'm here. I just want to shoot terrorists. It's just, like, very interesting to, like, the way they're portrayed and, and how the, the, the growth of the business has changed and maybe how that's, like, changed how bankers bank. I had a lot of weird feelings about those scenes, not fully thought out thoughts, though. To connect it back to the idea of inequality specifically, what do you think the movie did well with that idea specifically of not just looking at the people on top but kind of looking at the system as a, as a whole? Um, I think the movie did a really good job of looking at the system. One thing I think that I wish it did more of is look at the people affected by the system. I mean, it's like a two-hour-long movie, and they did tons with every minute that they had. Um, and there was like a scene where they there's this family that they met, um, and the father was like paying his loans, but it turned out the person who owned the property wasn't paying the mortgage, and they're like later in the movie... He's like showing them uh, without housing is sad and like kind of gives 
the audience an idea of what people might be going through, but there's not too much about showing or really talking to like the majority of the people who are affected by the movie, which is, I think, one problem I had was not that they like, not that not that it was romanticized or anything, but um, the the depiction on like they had a, like it was just really focused on just the people in Wall Street and the effect that it had on them when in reality like the effect it had I feel like on the American people and like the globe was way way bigger but the structure itself I feel like almost speaks to that um, just not as directly because they really go into detail about how the overall economic structure of the United States and the globe was impacted by it I just didn't feel like there was that human aspect or direct effect on like the lower class people and like lower class folks but also middle class um, people that just like would be affected by the housing bubble bursting and people losing their retirement, losing their pensions. Uh, they mention it, but there's no like real, you don't see like the effect in any characters or anything. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, like the, the villains in this movie are wall street folks and also kind of the heroes of the movie are also wall street folks who are just profiting off of the other wall street folks. So it, it, it is pretty insulated that way, but I, I, I kind of think about this movie when I when I rewatched it I was kind of thinking about it as like a heist movie. It, it's kind of a heist movie where they're like <laughs> we're we're getting away with this big haul of money and no one's gonna know about it. But it's it's a heist movie where none of the people participating in the heist feel any pleasure at all in what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of tone is where the inequality, the the eye towards inequality kind of starts to creep in. Because yeah. they know, like, they're going to make a boatload of money off this, but they're not happy about it. I really like that scene where the, the two guys working with Brad Pitt, Jamie and Charlie, they're in the casino, and they're like, oh my god, shorting the housing market is going to make us millionaires. They start dancing, and then Brad Pitt's character says, if we're right, people lose homes, people lose jobs, people lose retirement savings. You know what I hate about fucking banking? It reduces people to numbers. Here's a number. Every 1% unemployment goes up, 40,000 people die. Yeah, that was a great scene. He's right. still he's still speaking on behalf of them, but they, it is aware, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's the thing. I totally agree with everything you said. That's what I was looking for, is that the movie's super aware of the points it's making and the fact that it is pretty much, regardless of, like, protagonist, antagonist, that it's focusing just on Wall Street. But um, it's super aware about that, which is pretty awesome. And I think it is a pretty, like, system-focused movie. Like, some some of these movies that we watched are focused on, like, the individual people at the top or the individual people at the bottom, and this one is really condemning the whole structure of everything. I totally agree with that. I guess to to bring it back to what we were saying at the very beginning, you were kind of talking about how it's kind of a confusing movie to watch just because you're not sure what you're supposed to get out of it. So I guess after our discussion, like, what do you think you're going to take from the big short? Anger. No, I think just like a knowledge, I think it does a really good job of explaining why things happen and like what structures in the United States cause like pain and problems for people. And I think moving forward as a way to like be more educated about like the structures that exist, I think that's probably it. Because a lot of that stuff I had no idea. I didn't know anything really about what had happened and the reasons why things happened and 
how certain structures that exist like within our economy operate and like how they're problematic and kind of fraudulent and scammy. So it's really informative for being a pretty enjoyable and easy to watch movie. Is there anything, I think, besides the kind of confusing parts that we talked about earlier, um, are there things that you'll take away after watching this movie? I feel like one kind of interesting lingering thing about this movie is kind of how it's, to a certain extent, it's kind of criticizing itself, where it it has all these, like, these, like, rapid cuts with all these images, and, like, it, it kind of talks about how, it, it, it like, it, it cuts to, like, these, like, pop entertainment things a lot, and it talks about all these big terms and how they're hard for the public to understand and it, I, I feel like the movie kind of has this message of like, don't get distracted. Like, look at look at what's happening around you because it's gonna keep happening again. Yeah. And movies like like even even this movie itself is kind of a distraction. Like, it's not the real thing. Like, corruption will keep happening unless you're paying attention to it. So. I like that. And if it's in what like yeah, it's part of the structure that exists. Like that is the norm. And it's like recognizing that as the first step. So kind of going back, there was a moment that kind of relates to that earlier in the film where they, uh, Mark Baum's crew, it was kind of like notorious for being, they considered themselves like kind of anti, like against the grain, very like pessimistic and, and just kind of like angry and had a lot of animosity towards the industry. And they had one person on their team that they like deemed as the optimist and were kind of annoyed by him. But there's a moment later where even though they consider themselves to be this like, kind of like, they consider themselves to be more pessimistic and, and anti-Wall Street than most. When they make the investment and they start to get anxious and worried that it's not going to work, the reason they're getting worried it's not going to work is because they're worried the market is going to like keep working the way it has been. And even them, like the people who are so against everything, they, like in the back of their mind, they're just wired to think that things will operate this way. And that's like the way they'll operate. And Ryan Gosling's character is even like, ah, oh, y'all think you're really anti-everything, but it turns out you're a lot more... You really, like, believe in the system a lot more than you think you do. And it's just, like, there for a lot of people, including myself. Yeah, you, like, I, I think of that scene, like, where Jamie and Charlie are watching on TV that, like, Bear Stearns is going bankrupt. Mm-hmm. And, like, even though their whole plan was to bet on that kind of thing happening, they're still in shock. They're like, this is it. This is, like, the end of... He, I think he yeah. says, this is the end of capitalism. Oh, my gosh, it's, yeah, yeah. And it's like, e- even... Yeah, I yeah, I think that's probably what I'll take away is like we underestimate the possibility of bad things happening. 